They're like, yo, we need to see you Monday morning. Went to see him on Monday morning. Of course, they cut all the lights off, put her brain up on the little x-ray boy, took the little laser beam. It was like counting one, two, three, four, five, six. Your wife has six legions on her brain. I'm like, whoa. Like, I, you know, I got a GED, but I know you ain't going to have no legions on your brain. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, I'm not really sure. That, you know me, the first thing I asked was it cancer. Yeah, I don't know no better. I'm, I'm thinking we're going to start there. It's like, it's not cancerous, but she has MS, multiple sclerosis. I'm like, all right, cool. All right, all right. This is where this T-shirt came from. Because my wife kind of looked at me like, we good? And I'm like, whoa. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't never say that to her, but she looked at me like, yo, we good? Like, yo, it's the craziest thing, y'all. We've been dating since we were 16. She was 15, I was 16. Like, she, it was like, you know how you say stuff to each other when you kids? Like, you be just saying stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you in love or whatever it is, you just be saying stuff. You be making all kind of promises. Right until it's showtime, right? And then all of a sudden, like, it got a real meaning to it. You know what I'm saying? And so she was like, like, she didn't say anything because she's a strong person. But she looked at me like, we good? And, and, and the doctor said to her, look, you have to do us a favor. You have to take off, like, you have to take off work for six months. We got to do some research to find out what this is. My wife dropped a tear. My wife don't never cry. They told my wife she had MS, she didn't flinch. They told her she couldn't go to work. She was like, oh, I can't go to work. <laughs> I married to a sister, like, flat out. Like, grandma was a sharecropper. She had 19 kids, all 14 girls. They all worked. So my wife's identity, she's like, I, I love you. And by that time, we had been together about 24 years married, but she still was like independent. She's like, I ain't trying to rely on you. So I knew the tear was, I'm about to have to rely on you. Like, <laughs> I don't know what she's talking about. Now the doctor don't know, the doctor from a different community. So she don't understand what's going on. So doc asked, you got insurance? I'm like, you know we got insurance, doc, we here. Right, but I knew what the doctor, like the doctor was just thrown off. Like, why you didn't cry when I told you you had MS, but you cried when I told you you couldn't work no more. Wow. Right, but doc didn't get it. So here's what I had to do, and I'm giving this to you right now. And I'm giving it to you because the stuff you wrote down, the only person that can stop it from happening is you. Whatever you wrote down, there's only one person that can keep that from happening, that's you. So when my wife, when my wife gave me that look, I had to say to her, we can, we will, we must get through this. Right? And I'm not talking about all the motivational stuff. Like, I had to ensure her, like, we're going to get through this. And what she was talking about was, if I got to rely on you, and you end up committing adultery, or you end up getting with somebody else, and then I'm left out here in the cold, like, that's what she was on. Wow. That's what she was on. Like, for whatever reason, these insecurities from, you know, past, 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 you got stuff, the daddy, the mind, just all kind of crazy stuff. But I, it wasn't a word that I could give her and go, you straight. I hear what I'm telling you. It was, she wasn't looking for words. She wasn't looking for me to say, you're going to be all right. But I looked at her and I said, I can, I will, I must. Like, I got you. And when I left the room that day, everything I did had to show her that I got your back. And she's here with me and she ain't work. Right? Now she did go back to work. She did. She went back to work. But it, it was so stressful that she ended up getting another legion. And she didn't want to listen to God. She left. But I know why she went back. She's like, I don't know. And I've had to prove to her every day how many days it took 
that I got you, you good. I know what you see on TV. For real, but Tyler Perry being in the movies made me look bad. Like, you know what I'm saying? It made me look bad. You know what I'm saying? Because all the movies are some dude doing something he ain't supposed to do. Just being real, like every movie is me doing something he ain't got no business doing. So I had to prove to her, listen to me very closely. When I left that day, when I left that day, I left saying, I got it. And I got it means that from now to the time she understands that I got it, I will do whatever it takes to make sure she knows and is not talking. I want you to do me a huge favor. Write it down and don't say nothing else about it. Don't say nothing else about it. Because the reason why you keep telling your family about it is because you're trying to convince them of something that words cannot convince them of. They ain't going to be convinced until you blow up. a couple things. I want to help you. Stop wasting your time trying to convince people who don't believe in you the stuff that they feel like you need to tell them so they can believe in you. They don't believe in you and they probably won't ever believe in you for this product. They will never believe in it. Stop wasting your time and your energy trying to get them to do something they're not going to do and use all that energy to blow up. When I first quit my job to do this, my wife, I quit my job at Michigan State to go full-time speaking. My mom was like, have you lost your mind? We from Detroit, Ford TM Chrysler. Boy, you had a good job. I wasn't even making a whole bunch of money, but I had a good job. Because <laughs> I was at Michigan State University. And my mom could brag and say, my son works at Michigan State University. He got a 401k, I don't know how much that was. And he got health benefits. He can go get his teeth done. I was like, Mom, if I quit this job for what they paying me, I'm talented enough to get my own 401k. I'm talented enough to get my own teeth done. I'm talented enough. You gotta rely on their little medical. I, I was like, Mom, do, can you just buy medical? <laughs> like, is that possible or do you have to be poor to get it? <laughs> She's like, yeah, you can buy it, but it costs a lot. I would rather pay and have yes. my freedom. Yes. Yeah. Good. All right. So let's go. Okay. We got 40 minutes. Let's go. So here's a real question. All right. Let's go back. I want to make sure you hear what I'm saying. From this day forward, I need you to make a covenant. Yeah. Amen. All right. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Y'all got to get with me. I only got 40 minutes. Listen to me very closely. When I told my wife, in that room because we made a contract. We made, it was a contract. We, you can't get married without the, the priest. You can't get married without the pastor. You can't get married without a legal document. It's illegal. You gotta have a legal document. You gotta take it to the court and you gotta sign and then they, are you, does that make sense? Yeah. So my wife was tripping. I'm like, girl, what you tripping about? I got you. And she was saying, you got me under contract. But I don't know if you got me under covenant. That's different. That's different. That's different. And I didn't know the difference because I didn't really see it. I didn't really grow up seeing that. But being in the church, I was like, oh, I know exactly what's going on. And, and so Jacob wrestled with him. He wrestled and said, I'm not going to let you go. And that's covenant. Covenant, covenant, covenant is I don't care who watches. I don't care if you see me, if you don't see me. And some of you, the way you work for this company, the company is where it is. Listen to me, did you hear what this man said that he went through? We didn't talk about his family. I, if 
you would have been healthy, 100% healthy, he would have and did all of this, it would have been unbelievable. But the fact that he did this anyway, and he like his health wasn't 100%, it's unbelievable. You don't get to this level without being covered. Your problem is you are connected to covenant, but you're on the contract. praying like God why is she tripping like she should be doing more and what does that mean I'm like she ain't really doing you know what I'm saying like she ain't doing I figure she should be we married she should be doing 120 and I heard the creator say she's not giving 120 because you ain't giving 120 I'm like well I'm not gonna give 120 because she ain't giving 120. <laughs> I can't risk giving 120 and she only does 80 he said don't work like that once you go company she gonna go company when I first started my church, my wife would be like sitting right there critiquing me. She wouldn't be first lady. She's like, look, I ain't nobody. This is his dream. God called him to preach. Dad got nothing to do with me. I'm a nurse. <laughs> like, don't say nothing to me. I don't have nothing to do. Like, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but it's just that's his calling. That ain't mine. Like, I don't do everything he does. But I promise y'all not first lady on the rampage. <laughs> I'm talking about we bought a she single-handedly went in that joint after a year when it wasn't getting done. And I mean, was like, I'm, I got this. And that joker looked like it's worth $5 million. Amen. But what happened was, when I went from contract to couple, I'll never forget it. I just want to keep it real. Because y'all already got everything y'all need. So I just want to come and just like, help, help. Amen. <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget. <laughs> and, and let's do this. Let's just be real right now. As it relates to this company. 120 means... That you said, forget Ron Powell and, uh, and, and Ron Powell and all this senior life stuff. I I, 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 I do what he say, and I got a whole other level that he ain't even on. Michael Jordan, LeBron James kind of level. LeBron James spent 1.5 million dollars on his body last year. No basketball players don't do that. They just ooh, they make money. LeBron spent 1.5 million. LeBron is into his 17th year, and he playing like he's 23 years old. Why? Because he put in 1.5 million. He doing way more than what the NBA wanted him to do. He passed the NBA. He on some different stuff. How many of you can honestly say in this room, please don't raise your head trying to impress me. It's not impressive. Like, don't lie. How many of y'all like bumped the 120? I bumped this little company. I, I'm in this company. I love this company. I done took it to a place where the company don't even know where I took it to. I ain't even got no more to get this company. I just took it to that level. You might be in here. I don't know who you are. You at 120. Let me see your hand. You at 120. Just be purely honest. Like, good, thank you. I see you. Good, I'm at 120. How many of y'all, okay, I ain't like going beyond them, but they told me what to do, and I'm doing everything they told me to do. I'm at 100%. Let me see your hands. You at 100%. Yo, I see you. Hands down. Eric, I'm going to be honest. I'm not at 100. I'm doing a whole, whole lot. Probably got a little bit left. I'm probably at 90%. Let me see your hands. Just be honest and think about your check. Yes, good. Hands down. Good. Um, I'm at uh, 80%. Let me see your hands. Where are you? Eight, I'm giving 80%. Let me see your hands. Good. How many of y'all about 70%? I'm probably giving about 70%. I see you. Good. How many of y'all honestly? You probably like, I'm giving about 50%. I work with this company. I got some other stuff that I'm doing. And I got a little time here, a little time. Let me see your hands. Good. All right. Let's do this one more time. Let's, I'm dumb. I didn't see a lot of people raise their hands. I'm dumb. All right. I'm going to try to help you out to do it one more time. I'm just being real. The reason why you can't blow up, you can't follow basic instructions. <laughs> Amen. Like Amen. I'm just being real. You can't follow modern instructions. Like somewhere in your brain, you 
overthinking what I asked you to do. You're like, what if they see you? If they see you with 50 of you already have 50. It doesn't matter if they see you or not. Your paycheck don't show it. You try not to get caught in public. I'm 30. Maybe that's what it was. I still went to 30. I'm not even giving you 50. I just gave you benefit of doubt. Alright, we're gonna do it over again. I can, I will, I must. Listen to me. I got to a point with Didi where I'm like, yo, I know what I gotta do, I'm about to go make it happen. Alright, boom. So how many of you honestly, 120, let me see you again. 120, good, hands down. 100, you want 100. Good, beautiful, it's good. 90, you give about 90%. Beautiful. 80%, you're giving about 80. Good, 100. Alright, 70%, where you at? Let me see you, good. 50%, let me see you. You give about 50%. Good, hands down. Alright, so let's go back over because I wanna make sure you got it. The first thing I ask you to do, family, write everybody down. Why did I ask you to do that? Because I was honestly giving about 80% and I thought I was giving 100%, but when Diddy got sick, I took it to a whole other level. Wow. You, you understand what I'm saying? So, so what happened, this, all of this was already here, but what happened was Diddy made me take it somewhere I've never taken it before. I need you to look at your family because some of you haven't taken it where you're supposed to take it because you're so selfish that all you're thinking about is you. And can I tell you something? You can oversleep. I'm just being real, you don't sleep. Look, look, I had some, took my wife this morning to go get her hair done. Like, she's spoiled. She got a person in Atlanta that break, I mean, in Orlando that break her hair. She's like, where are you going? I'm staying in Atlanta. She's like, I'm going with you. All right, when you got her hair done, early morning. When, by the time I got back to the hotel, I had some stuff to do. I took a shower, went to sleep about 1.15. I woke up at 2 o'clock. They got me a hotel room, like, right next door. I got up at 2 o'clock. I was so tired, y'all. It's just been a lot that's going on. I went back to sleep. My wife woke me up like, yo, it's 2.02. What you doing? What time you got to be there? I said, at 3. She said, it's 2.02. You about to go back to sleep. It's 2.02. And when I got up, y'all, I promise you, I was like, yo, I'm so tired. But then I thought about, you got your legacy on the line. Forget the money, y'all. Like, I cannot get the money and still survive. You got the legacy on the line, you got a group of people that's here waiting on you. Like, yo, you got a wife that's counting on you. Like, Diddy can't go back to work. And if you start missing gigs, I ain't missed one gig before. I ain't even missed the plane. The plane even not took off. I did every gig I was supposed to do by the grace of God, I got to every gig. And I'm like, yo, this just gonna be, I, I woke up, I was like, yo, I gotta get this done. Like, even though I don't feel like it, even though I don't feel like working out, I gotta get up and I gotta get this done. What is that? That's Diddy. That's Diddy never going back to work again. That's my son who went to Michigan State on a, a four years, I paid, like an ET scholarship. I paid for my man to go to school. He worked for Coach Izzo for four years. He got an elite eight ring, a final four ring. My daughter is a senior at Michigan State. I got to get out, why? Because I got people counting on me. But when I didn't have people counting on me, I was living in the bad buildings. Imagine that, the number one motivational speaker in the world was living in the bad buildings eating out trash cans. Why? Not because I wasn't gifted, I didn't have no energy. I didn't ask you to write that name down because I just want you to write that name down. I wrote that name down because I want you to walk away from here and when your lazy butt don't feel like getting up and it will happen, I don't want you to go, I'm going to go back to sleep. I want you to look at your baby daddy and say, I can't go back to sleep. Yeah! I want you to look at your mom and say, I can't go back to sleep. Write this down, this is a bonus. I do not sleep when I'm tired, I sleep when I'm done. It's a word, I'm sorry. One more time. I do not sleep when I'm tired. I sleep when I'm done. You don't, sleep isn't a privilege. And some of you abusing it. 
He was sleeping for eight hours. He ain't even done nothing. He's talking about rest. Even God works six days and rest over seven. You trying to rest seven days? Who, who do you think you are? <laughs> so look, I don't, I don't, I don't, again, I don't rest when I'm tired. I rest when I'm done. Stop going to sleep because you're tired. And now you ain't through. Come on. These people, either you love them or you don't love them. If you love them, you will do what you said you was going to do. I asked you how much you wanted to make. I didn't tell you how much you wanted to make. Everybody said something different. If you mean what you say and you live in a country where it can get done, then get it done. Yeah. No excuses. Get it done. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next two. Write these down. I don't know the number. Write these down. So after I take ownership, no more excuses. I make no more excuses. After it's over with, I make no more excuses. All right, so I remember saying to myself, had my mother not gotten pregnant with me at 17 years old, I wouldn't be in the situation I'm in. Had she not lied about who my biological father was. Had my biological father just been a man and stepped up and took care of me, I wouldn't be here. Oh, y'all, I, I was on some stuff. I was on the police officer pulled me over because I'm black. Me and my boy was up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, he picked me up from McDonald's where I work. He had crack in the car. He stole somebody. Well, he didn't steal, he said. She didn't pay her bills. So he took the car. I'm already knowing what my boy do for a living. He didn't pick me up at 17 years old in a stolen car. The police pulled us over. I'm like, yo, he, that we black, so he's just going to pull us. He's like, no, I'm pulling over because it's 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm just trying to explain something to y'all. You feel me? And some people say, oh, John, Eric, you know in America racism exists. I'm sure it does, but I don't have time for that. Write this one down too. Write this one down too. Don't give your energy to anything other than the stuff you wrote down. Write that down. Write that down. I don't care if it's real. Like, don't, don't do that. So I have people sometimes, you know, like, people who are angry and they want to fight. They look at you. I'm like, yo, I do not want to fight. Well, I got a wife to get back to, kids to get back to. I'm not hard no more. Does that make sense? Like, I remember when I used to have to let little youngsters know, when I go to a school or something, they try to size me up. I'm like, bro, I'm from Chicago, Detroit. I'm like, nah, I'm just like, bro, I'm from Kansas City, Kansas. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm from where, I'm, I'm, I'm three times, my, I'm from wherever you want me to be. I'm not into that no more. Why? Because I, if I, if something happened to me, then Didi got to go back to work. Amen. If Didi got to bury me in the ground, she got to go back to work. My kids gonna have to go, they gonna have to go work for somebody. They work for me now. Our company is not stable enough yet. That they good. So, so, so number one, ownership. Number two, no more excuses. Write that down. No more excuses. None. Okay, write this one down. No good reasons. There is nothing more important than you making what you wrote down what you wrote down happen. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? There is no obstacle that should stop you from doing what you're doing. Alright, now, here's where you gotta change your mindset. Write that down somewhere. We can come back and get this stuff later. You gotta change your mindset. Because the one thing I had to do to get from homeless to number one motivational speaker in the world, from a high school dropout to a PhD, was I had to change my mindset. And I had to stop thinking in poverty. Poverty people are always looking for somebody else to do something for them that they can do for themselves. That's what poverty is. I just wanna explain what poverty is. We were all born rich. What do you mean by that? We were all born wealthy. What do you mean by that? We were all given a gift. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if you're here and you're a salesman, that's a gift. So watch this. I woke up and said to myself, where do you want to be here? And I said I want to do corporate work. Why did I want to do corporate work? Say it again. 
You said that's where the money is? Raise your hand, whoever said that. That's where the money is, absolutely. I love doing elementary schools, but they want me to do it for free. I can't keep my family for free. I'm like, bet, corporate, let's go. I, I gotta compete now, Zig Ziglar. Bro, you know the giants in this industry? Les Brown, Tony Robbins. Like imagine you being a high school dropout and you wanna get in the league with these boys. So I was like, y'all ready to do corporate work? It was only one problem, I wasn't ready to do corporate work. What was the one challenge I had in terms of corporate work? Self-belief. Say it again? Self-belief. Self-belief, a little, a little bit of that, absolutely. What else? What was the biggest one? Credential. Yourself. Mindset. Okay, let me tell you what the biggest one was. Language. I couldn't do what Tony Robbins was doing. I couldn't do what Zinkin was doing. I didn't have a language. There's a corporate language. I didn't have a language. So I stopped making excuses. I, I'm like, got it. I, write this down. I want you to write down. What's the barrier between where you are and where you need to be? For me, it was language. I didn't have a language. All right, I'm going to give you all an example. When I grew up, before I took language serious, I'll never forget, I went to college, and the truck went by, and it had a word on it, ambulance. I was like, yo, they spelled that wrong. I said, they got ambulance on it. Who put that on there, the ambulance? Did they ambulance? Where I come from is what? Ambulance. Ambulance. <laughs> Somebody call 911, get the ambulance here and see it. I'm just being real, like, it, that, I ain't tripping, it ain't good or bad. Every culture has a language. We didn't say we were going to the corner store. Corner store. That's not corporate language. <laughs> you hear me? I just want to be honest. Like, I, they was like, we're going to the library. I was like, where's that? <laughs> and what is it? They're like, you know, the library. I was like, what's that? Where the books are? We didn't say library. He said, lie there. <laughs> don't, but it don't make you, it don't make somebody better than you. It, it doesn't mean that. But it meant that I couldn't go in corporate say ambulance. <laughs> so the thing I hate most school, I went to it. I got a four-year degree, a master's degree, and a PhD. I hate school. Listen to me. I'm not promoting school. I'm not telling you to go to school. I'm not saying that. This your school. You need to be studying insurance. This your school. I went to college, and if you go to my office or my home, you won't see none of my degrees. Oh. Why? Because I didn't go to school for degrees. I went to school to learn the language. And when I went to Michigan State, I would hear my professors use certain words. And I said, oh, when I'm in a school, you don't say educate in college. You say pedagogy. I'm like, I got it. Centralization and decentralization. Got it. I already had the gift, y'all. From the time I was born, I ain't got no problem with passion. I don't no problem standing up before people. I didn't have the code. I didn't have the language. I didn't have the rules. That's a certain code. When I first started speaking, I used to wear suits all the time. I ain't like them, but I wore them. But guess what? When I got the PhD, I didn't have to wear suits no more. My PhD is my suit. So you gotta understand, when I go to Harvard, Yale, Princeton, Duke, I'm Dr. Thomas. Where did I get that from? When I went to school, I realized there's a pecking order in America. Yeah. There's a pecking order. And there's certain things you gotta do to get on a certain level. So when people see me on the street level, they're like, yo, aren't you E.T.? I just walked in, my man was like, you E.T.? I'm like, yeah. 
He was like, can I get a pic? I'm like, yeah. He's like, what are you doing out here by yourself? I'm human. <laughs> He's like, where's your entourage? I said, bro, that costs too much. I'm going to have six dudes walking around with me, and I got to pay them to eat. And I'm good, bro. I'm not even in the industry where people try to kill me. Like, I'm motivated. And it hurts. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. What will it take for you to get from where you are to where you want to be? You want to make $10 million, but you don't want to become $10 million. Yeah. Yeah. I put the money in. I paid for my books. I put the money in for the PhD. Well, I put the gift in. Coach Izzo and Coach D'Antonio paid for me to go to school. But I worked with the basketball and the football team. I had some value to add, and then they paid for me to go to school. Does that make sense? There are those of you who want to get to the man, this man's level, and you don't want to spend no money. You don't want to spend money. It costs to get to this level. It costs. It costs time. There are those of you who want to wake up when you want to wake up, go to sleep when you go to sleep. Listen to me. I work in the NBA. I work in the NFL. I ain't been to no games this year. I work with guys. Matter of fact, my solar company, they're guys who were on the top. I sent them to the football game. I called my boy Cam. He was like, yo, we in the Carolinas. He want the floor. He want to get on the floor. He want good seat. I ain't been to no game. Why? I don't have time for entertainment right now. Somebody asked me, did you see Empire? No. I'm building my own empire, baby. I ain't got time for Okay, just in case you missed what I said, I went to school to get the code, the language, the rules. You can't play the game if you don't know the game. And there are those of you who are trying to make the money, but you're not trying to learn the game. You're trying to usurp the process. And let me tell you why that's ignorant. You are so blessed that he explained to you, Ron explained to you, that he already went through all the hard stuff. He got the system. So all you gotta do, instead of you trying to be smart, somebody asked you to be smart, you gotta be smart. Don't be smart, somebody was already smart. I'm gonna be real, you trying to be smart. You trying to look at senior life and you trying to investigate if it's worth it or not. Don't be in it if you don't know if it's worth it or not. You're not doing them no favor if you have to. You're not doing them no favor. When you get to this level, you already got enough money to live. Now you're at a point where you're trying to bless other people. Look, when you get to a certain place financially, it's not about you anymore. You're actually trying to create jobs for folks who can't create their own jobs. You can create your own human beings, so stop trying to act like it's yours. And get in line. I'm telling y'all, man, people ask me all the time, like, yo, e, you blew up, bro. What happened? I'm married, and my wife is a beast. I do exactly what she told me to do, what she told me to do. It's so easy. Come on, it's easy, y'all. I'll keep it real. It's easy. Like, don't do this, don't do that. I'm like, God, it took me a while, just dumb. But now she say left. I'm like, what how what angle left? Like, I'm just saying, do me a favor. Have the work already been done. Trust the process or get out the process. You can't be half in it and half out of it. You need to do it and get out of it. Nobody needs no little money. Nobody needs your little resources, your little talent. You ain't talented enough yet. Just being real, you ain't even talented enough. He blessed you and let you get in where you was at. 
he was like, all right, you ain't really there, but we'll create a program and we'll support you enough that when you get in, we'll be able to help you get to the next level. So three, four years from now, you're gonna be deeper than you were, and you ain't even have to pay for it. They, I had to pay to go to Michigan State. So trust the process, you got your head. There are those of you, write this down, you think too much. You are an overthinker. You think so much, one day you on fire, the next day you like, should I be doing this? The next day you on fire, the next day your mama didn't talk you out of doing this, the next day you back on fire. Some of you so pumped up, you so fired up, that you got a whole bunch of energy in January, then by February you crashed and burned. <laughs> No, you came out January. I'm like, you should. Somebody was asking, what are you doing to work out January? I'm like, I get on the treadmill. It's 11 incline, 2.5. That's it. We used to add this. You should do that. I said, no, I'm not doing none of that. They was like, why not? I said, because every time I add something and I keep adding, I end up stopping doing what I could have done for a long period of time. So now I'm just going to walk into Jesus' cup. That's all. I'm just going to walk. Because guess what? I can walk every day. I can do it 11 incline. I got a meeting. I'm walking and talking on the incline and just a couple of little breaths. Today I did, I had 25, 20, 25, I did it 50 times. I'm supposed to do it 100. I got to 50. We're supposed to do the second set. I was like, I'm good. I'm about to go back to my <laughs> But guess what? I told myself I was going to work out 23 out of 31 days this month. I'm at 19 with seven more days to go. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Write this down. Stop trying to do big stuff and get the small win. The program is already set. The only person we're waiting on is you. You the last to get it. Everything else is sweet. You the last thing to be sweet. Okay, come on, you gotta catch that. When I was born, I was, I was born in this, I was born sweet. I was born with this voice. I was born with this brain. The brain is actually whacker now than it was 10, 20 years ago. My legs, actually, I could feel them now. There was a time where I couldn't even feel my legs. I didn't even know I had legs. Now at almost 50, I wake up in the morning. Like, oh, oh. legs. <laughs> I got to stretch them boys a little bit. So, so hear what I'm saying. To make the money you said, the program is tight. Their credibility is tight. The bank account is tight. The structure is tight. The upline is tight. The information is phenomenal. There's only one person lagging. That's you. And you gotta catch up with all the other stuff. Does that make sense? Can we go through these slides? I got 16 minutes. I don't know if I said everything on them or not. I was just saying what I felt. I apologize. All right. All right. So I think this is this is when I studied Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, like when you study those guys, LeBron James, when you study those people, Michael Phelps. When you study Michael Phelps, what you realize is we already had gold medals. He wanted to go back and get some more. There are those of you who will never reach that goal you wrote down because you wake up every day and you're going after money. Can I say this to you? If money is a part of success, it is the lowest form of success there is. For real. And if you broke, you think money is more than what it is, you don't have that. Like, I just want to dispel the myth for you. I would much rather only have $200,000 in my bank account and be madly in love with Didi as I am now and nothing else would matter. Oh, you understand me? Like, for me and Didi to be on one of four, forget that you think I'm talking about intimacy and all that, no, no, watch this. When somebody calls and they need money to go to school, me and Didi got a game to play. I go have worship, she go have worship, and then we go, what the Lord tell you? And she's like, 1500. I'm like, you lie. 
We're not talking marriage now. What I've noticed about people who are successful, money is not their goal. They're trying to become the best human they can become. Yeah. They want to be the best version of themselves they can be. Yeah. They're not tripping on money. Can I tell you something? When you become, and look, I say this with all humility. I'm only saying this so you can put it in context. High school dropout, number one motivation speaker in the world. Watch this. When you become number one, the higher you get, the easier it is. Amen. Watch this, y'all. Mr. Ron, how many times have we before I came here to speak, how many times did we talk? Never talked. <laughs> this, this, it's his business. Like, you don't put anybody in front of your sheep. Like, you wouldn't just put any dude in front of your, you wouldn't do that. That wouldn't make sense. You're not about to bring somebody in, let them talk for an hour and tear down your company. Uh -uh. But when you get number one, you actually, when you become the best version of you, you actually have to do less to get more. Yes. You know when I didn't have a name and people didn't know me, you know how many phone calls I had to have before I even got $1,500? <laughs> you know how many conversations we went through when people didn't know who I was? Do you understand what I'm saying? But when I became number one, when I put myself first, like, E, you gotta be the best version of you. Every part of you gotta get better every day. Now the money is easy, but listen to me. I came out of corporate this year. I'm like, yo, this is gonna be my last year unless we can do more than me talking. Like I'm tired. I'm burnt out of sitting up here talking, and I don't know if you're gonna take what I'm saying serious. I'd rather us spend three, four hours a day, me giving your brain, me giving you some tools, and helping you to go get that cab. I'm realizing me getting up and speaking is cool, but it's low hanging fruit. Like I don't know if everybody in the room is gonna take what I said and go out and do what I asked you to do. If I coach you, that's gonna be a little different. Hear what I'm saying. I got money and I got here, and I'm like, yo, this ain't it. I got money. I look, I still live in a 2,300 square foot home in Michigan. I drive the Cadillac. I don't have multiple cars. Listen to what I'm telling you. I got here with like, yo, E, this ain't it. What's it? Me going back to the school system and helping these babies finish school, helping these kids that they got dead to their lives. I told you, I gotta be a dad. Yeah, I'm saying I'm I gotta hit these schools. I gotta hit these prisons. I gotta change lives. Y'all know what's crazy when you get to this level? Prisons just let you walk in. Schools just let you walk in. You ain't got to do no background check. Yeah. Are y'all hearing me? You trying to make money and you're the lowest version of yourself that you've probably been in a long time. If you would just work on you and work on this business and get both of them tight, when you, oh, you make so much money in your head, don't spend. But you're going after money when you should be going after you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why when you get a couple dollars, you end up going backwards because you're not hungry. If you go study my webpage, I actually put out more content now that I'm number one. I put out more content now that I'm number one. I'm doing more, I'm going got my disc assessment value, attributes, I'm studying more, getting more certificates. Why? Because I'm hungry. I just want to be better. When I die, I want my kids to go, yo, this is the, my, my, like, I want them to see who I was as a father and then go out and try to emulate it. I'm looking at Dr. Martin King's celebration, I'm looking at his kids like, yo, what kind of respect they have for their father? You think your kids gonna respect you just because you got money? You think that you drive fancy cars, your kids going to respect you and want to be like you? But when your father overcomes an illness and get on this stage, it could have easily just been like, yo, I'm just going to focus on my health, period. 
I bet, I, listen to me, I guarantee, I don't know his wife like that, but I guarantee you there was a time his wife was probably like, yo baby, for real, like, come on, nah, we got us. You're doing too much. You feel me? Like you out here trying to tell these lies. We need you. We need you to be healthy. We need you to be strong. And he still came back. Like I ain't never seen nobody get on stage. I ain't never seen it before. I've never seen it before, y'all. Most humans are selfish. Most humans are going to look out for themselves and just be like, I'm okay. I'm going to check out and don't have to feel bad about checking out. I don't know the young man name that was sitting next to me. Where is he still here? I don't know my man's name, but bro, much respect to you, Ron. My man sat over there. I was trying to get ready for my message. I couldn't even get ready for my message. He was talking about you the whole time. I couldn't even. He was like, you know it's so <laughs> He's like, let me take you back to Georgia. 40 miles from Tallahassee. <laughs> he just wrote the whole thing down for me. He was driving in the car, had an accident, and he was he wrote, I'm talking about it, five, six minutes. I'm like, bro, I'm trying to get ready to come up here and blow this message out. He about to mess me up talking about him. <laughs> he about to fire me because I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing because I'm talking about. But little man talked about, you know how much respect as a man? Men don't talk about other men. Like we just don't talk about other men. Like we in competition with other men. We don't just talk about other men. He talked about him the whole time. I'm like, wow. And then everybody stood and he looked at me like, you better stand up. Rob was just there. And Rob, I was like, I don't even want to see you like <laughs> Yeah, you gotta find out who he is and upgrade little man. I'm just being real. He's he like, Ron, Pop, dad, everybody's dad. I was just sitting meditating. And he kind of looked at me like, you ain't gonna stand? I was like, oh, I'm bad, bro. Ain't me no disrespect. I just don't work here. You know what I'm saying? But I guarantee that young man is going to do it. Why? Because he won 20. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He won 20. Let's go. I got eight minutes. Let's go to the next slide, please. Stay ready. Be so fired up, you can roll through all walls and tackle all obstacles. Write that down. I told you, same way with Ron, my wife got MS. We rolled right through it. When, bro, I was, I was in tears, Ron, when you said, I'm 95% back, 97, he's 95, 97% back. And so I know exactly what you meant. When she first got diagnosed, she was sleeping all the time. You know, she was afraid. She was having to put those injections Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Look, y'all, my boo stopped wearing nice clothes because the injections would give her bruises. So she would start wearing everything long sleeve. She back to the... <laughs> she conservative, so that's what I'm saying. But she's back to the arms out. I never knew, I knew she was sick when we'd go to the mall and she would get tired in the aisle. I'm like, my baby's sick. And I remember when she got 90%, 95% back, we went to the mall and she was there for five straight hours. I was like, she's back. <laughs> she's back. I don't care what the doctor said, she's back. Stay ready. Stay ready. People say, ET, how did you do it? When Diddy got sick, you didn't flinch. I was getting up every morning praying since I was 19 years old. Hour, hour and a half in the morning. I was literally going through these, like, like what he does for you guys. I had to pay for it because I wasn't in the company. And I was studying the grace. And I was reading my word. And I was doing my motivational stuff. So when Didi got diagnosed, what did I do? I did what I always do. I got up the next morning and I started praying. And I went through my routine. The reason why some of you can't get to that next level, or some of you let obstacles bust you down, is because you weren't ready in the first place. 
They told you a storm was coming and you didn't go buy the wood and the nails and the hammer. You didn't go get the, um, you didn't go get the candle, the flashlight, the generator. You didn't go get the canned goods. You ain't, listen to me very closely. If you live in Florida and you don't have that stuff, you're a fool. You're a fool. If you live in Florida and you don't have the stuff when the hurricane comes, when the tornadoes come, you're a fool. And some of you in your life, you know stuff happens to all of us. It doesn't matter how much money you make or where you come from. Life happens to all of us. But some of us get through it. Why? Because we stay ready. Stay ready. This company, he told y'all, you number three, he shoots for number one. And guess who's going to benefit from it? You're going to benefit. But you're not going to benefit once y'all become one and you're still on the team. You're not going to be able to go with him. Even though he want to take you there, friends and family that cannot go with me. Why? Every degree I got, every time I climbed to the next level, it wasn't I didn't want them to come, but when I was growing, they weren't growing. And so when I got blessed and rewarded, they couldn't get blessed and rewarded. And so he's growing, his family's growing, his company's growing. I, I know the family, the family's sitting up front, y'all, come on. Some of y'all sitting in the, and you ain't in the back because you gotta be, but you in the back because that's where you are in terms of your mentality. From this point forth, when I leave, I want the get up front mentality. I want the get up early mentality, the grind mentality. I want y'all to challenge him and say, well, if you're going to be number one, I'm going to be number one in my area, in my industry. Don't just let him be number one. I ain't going out to dinner with those folks that just know I'm going to pay. They just got different swag. <laughs> you feel me? I like the friends that ain't going to pay, but when the bill comes, they like these. Oh, what, what's my wallet? I'm like, yes. They get like you about to pay. Right, I'm just being real. Like, leave a $5 tip. You know you can't cover the $300 boy, but leave a $5 tip. There are those of you, you're just going to sit here and let him outgrow you, and you think that's okay. No. 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 If he's trying to be number one, you should be trying to be what? Number one. Good. Let's go to the last one. Y'all, somebody said the belief boy is why, as a speaker, can I be honest with y'all? Because of where I come from, there was a time I thought I didn't deserve to be on this stage. And I don't mean deserve like, you know, like, I'm not human, but almost like, what, what do I have to tell people? I'm a high school dropout. What do I have to tell people? My mama got pregnant with me at 17. What do I have to tell people? I ain't start talking to my biological father until I was 30. And now me and my man talk like every Saturday and that's it. What do I have to tell people? I used to eat out of trash cans and live in the Vanity Village. Who am I to get on stage? And then one day I remember that I am whoever I say I am. I can do whatever I say I can do. And not only did I need to be on stage, the world, although it needed all the other motivational speakers, the world needed to see somebody that looked like them. The world needed to hear somebody who was transparent about his life and then did not just talk about his success. The world needed to hear somebody who was and so what would you believe about you that you haven't believed up to this point? And you know what's so sick? That there were other people who believed in me more than I believed in myself. And they always tried to push me, but I couldn't see it. What they saw. Whatever this company or your rep saw in you and brought you here, you gotta believe in that. Does that make sense? He told me how you guys work for a company, another insurance company, and y'all was really bringing 70% revenue to that company. And you said to that company, like, look, we're bringing you 70%. At some point, you got to show us some love. Like, 
We, got, we ain't gonna get in your pocket, you gonna get in our pocket. But we got, and they weren't willing to, and he didn't go, you know what? I gotta stick with you for the rest of my life, but we're not gonna eat. He took ownership and said, I believe that we can lead this company and still survive. And not just survive, we can strive. And not just strive, we can thrive. And my man told me over there, he said, E. He said number two, you said number three. I'm gonna take your word for it. I don't know which one y'all are. But he said what was most important was that y'all left and that y'all was gonna beat that company and be number one. Yes! No, what you know what I'm saying? He believed, and little man definitely believed. <laughs> he definitely believed. Because he told me before he said it out of his mouth. And he's 100% committed to doing it. What do you believe about yourself? And you will never be a multimillionaire if you don't believe you will. You will never be in a healthy relationship if you don't believe you will. You'll never lose weight if you don't believe you will. You will never get your family back if you don't believe you will. You'll never write that book, finish that degree, sing that song. You'll never win the Grammys. You will if you don't believe you'll do it, you'll never believe it. And the day I started to believe in myself, now that I stand on stage, greatest thing happened to me two years ago, my grandma called me. I said, hello? She said, baby. I said, yes, grandma. Was that you on that commercial, baby? I said, which one, grandma? She said, you know the chicken one. <laughs> I said, yes, grandma, that was me. I thought that was my baby. Wingstop commercial. My aunt called me, that you on the Wingstop? Yes, auntie, that's me on the Wingstop commercial. And guess what that Wingstop commercial did? Pay for my baby girl to go to Michigan State University. I believe they then told me I had a voice for radio or TV. I just didn't believe I had one. And when you get number one in the world, guys, the commercial don't even make sense. They battering chicken and putting the thing on. You got to want it to batter, you want to breathe. You got to wake up early. You got to go to bed and sleep. I'm like, what does that have to do with chicken? <laughs> and you know the crazy part? When you become number one, they need to ask me to go in the studio. They just ask for my permission to take it off of YouTube. Wow. You work harder when you were 20. When you become your best version, you work less and you make more and you attract all kinds. You attract the best people in the world when you become the best person you. And on, look at that paper, I got 24 seconds. Look at that paper. Say, I can. I can. Because I'm capable. Because I'm capable. I can. I can. Because I'm capable. Because I'm capable. I will. I will. Because I'm strong. Because I'm strong. I will. I will. Because I'm strong. Because I'm strong. I must. I must. Because they count on me. Because they count on me. I must. I must. Because they count on me. They count on me. I was homeless in a high school dropout because my father was, and my grandfather was, and my uncles were. I graduated with a PhD to make sure that the benchmark was so high, my son would at least have to finish high school. Wow. When he graduated from high school, he walked across the same stage, Breslin, at Michigan State University. I graduated from Michigan State, he graduated. My daughter's a senior. She's about to walk across the same stage. It's a new legacy, y'all, because I believe. I can! I can! I will! I will! I must! I must! I can! I can! I will! I will! I must! I must! Make your next move your best move. Make your next move your best move. And make the rest of your life the best of your life. That's my life. Here we go to Dr. Eric Thomas. Keep it going with Dr. Eric Thomas, Detroit's finest.
There is no way after today you are not fired up.